with authority. All right, welcome to another home quarantine edition of the With Authority podcast. Chris Alvarez, Julianne Herrera, our special guest, Marcel Dancy. And man, I want to get into this right away because when we're looking at what you've been doing off the field and actually maximizing this whole entire home quarantine situation, can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing with Burkhalter Elementary School? Because I know that you have a big fundraiser coming up that you're doing and you're going to be getting out a lot of money here pretty soon. Yeah, so, you know, while, you know, we've been in shelter in place, I was thinking how cool it was that Coach Wilcox and the rest of the staff were making sure that us players were getting enough food and were taken care of. And that just made me think of the low-income families in Oakland that, you know, depended heavily on school lunches for their kids. And with the relationship I built with Burkhalter through Candace Balbuena, you know, those kids left such a good impression on me. I just wanted to make sure they had what they needed. Now, I want people to understand, like, you coach Pop Warner, like you were the All-State AFCA Good Works team player. You were Walter Haas Community Service Award winner. You actually worked with Usher while doing some of that stuff. So, I mean, you're really busy off the field. And so how motivating is it to kind of see the progress, see the work that's really taking shape here? I mean, the the, the young people just, they make it all work for me. You know, all the, all the extra time that I put in and just get to spin around them and Cal giving me the platform to actually be able to do this and like you said with Usher I never thought that I would see Usher in my life so a lot a lot of great things have been going on and uh, we're just going to continue to do the best we can. How hard has it been though to be away from the kids that you work with and kind of have to distance a bit from everything that you yeah. usually do? So uh, I've just been in contact with them as many as I can because they, they see me as a big brother and those are my little brothers and sisters so you know, anything they need, you know, they, they can always reach me, but it, it has been tough. It has been tough on me not being able to just see him and be around him like I normally would. Marcel, we, uh, we appreciate your time. You're doing some great things. I talked to Coach Wilcox yesterday, and, I mean, five and a half minutes, you talk about a glowing review. If you need a job application or you want someone as your reference, uh, Coach is the guy to go to. I'm sure you know that. But uh, one of the things he said about you is you have a heart of gold. Um, where did you get that? Is it from your upbringing? Like, why are you involved in so many community things? Why do you feel it's important to give back to your community? Uh, I have a lot of passionate people in my family, and uh, I just, I guess it just rubbed off on me. Um, I come from a family that instilled in me that each one should teach one, and that the information needed to succeed in this world should be handed down and not held on to. So that's that's where I get it from. And uh, like you said, Coach, Coach Wilcox, that's my guy, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, as far as what you're doing uh, with coming up and, and you saw, you know, COVID hits. And so when did you get the idea to kind of brainstorm and like, how did this idea and what you're doing, raising money and then potentially raising even more money, where did, how did it kind of all brainstorm and, and come to light? So, yeah. So, you know, it was just, it was just one day, me and my, uh, my roommates, Elijah Hicks and uh, Chico Zayanusian, we were just getting food one day and, you know, we, we have money on a card from Cal. So, you know, we can we could get meals that we need. And that just had me thinking, you know, this is what the younger kids depend on the schools for that they can't get right now, especially low income. So I was just brainstorming and came up with the idea that, you know, get a get a team around me from Cal. Cal has great resources and just figure out how we can help these kids right now at this moment. And uh we brought it to life. And there's a GoFundMe that's almost at the $10,000 goal. Is that for the same thing? Or do you want to give that page a, a shout out so people know where to find it? 
Yeah, so the GoFundMe is on all my platforms uh, in my in my bios. It's a, a GoFundMe link. And, yeah, we're almost at that 10K mark. And uh, we're planning on raising the goal to 20000 so that we can give those same 100 families uh, two rounds of groceries before this is all over. So we're, we're, we're making, making strides. It's, it's been a great thing. Yes, all that community work, you know, kind of remind me of Marshawn Lynch. You both grew up in Oakland, played running backs for Cal, and uh, super involved in the community. Has he, has Beast Mode had any impact on your life? Was he someone that you looked up to? Yeah, I mean, uh, Marshawn is definitely, especially for the city of Oakland, him, Damian Lillard, you know, I could, the list goes on. But, you know, just, just giving back to the city and, you know, everybody seeing that, you know, we're people that, you know, not a lot of people think they could get to this this place. And, you know, I'm trying to get to where he he's been and, you know, his great career. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to have the same type of career. But, you know, everything that he does and, and the rest of the the people that's at his level do is it doesn't go unnoticed. You know, a lot of people can just get to that level and just go about their lives and forget. But, you know, he, he's one of the people that doesn't. And I really respect that. You know, I was surprised when I was looking at your background that I would have assumed Marshawn would be somebody that really stepped up for you. But Jared Goff actually is a guy that really helped you out, too. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, so it uh, came full circle. It was my sophomore year in high school. I came up to Cal for the contact camp. And um, I was on a team called the Renegade team. So usually the high schools come with their teams and they compete against other high schools. And the Ren Renegade team is just players that come by themselves and team up. So my head coach of that team was Jared Goff. And uh, that whole experience, those three days, uh, was, you know, some of the best best times that I had. Me and Jared really, really connected. Um, he talked to a lot of the coaches about me. And then down the line, later, uh, years later, you know, it came full circle. The coaches actually remembered me from that camp. So it was, it was crazy. Could you tell me a little bit, though, about, like, because your path wasn't very conventional in the sense you ended up going to Laney College. And when you got that call that Cal wanted you, I mean, what was that moment like? What were the emotions like? I would imagine you were probably floored. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, I, I, took, I took the long road. Um, and that call, I can't, I can't really put it into words, but it was definitely something I'll never forget. It was from uh, my big brother, Burl Tola. Um, and it just uh, something I'll never forget. I know exactly where I was. I was like uh, walking to the field house. Uh, we have a field house for the football team at Lanny. I was walking there, and it was uh, around nine fifteen in the morning. And he called me, and all he had to tell me was, uh, "You know, I had an opportunity. That's all I needed to hear." Wow, that's a that's a really great story. And. Uh, playing football, Cal. We don't know what's going to happen these days, but how I, I followed you on Twitter and seen some of your workouts. How are you getting workouts in during this crazy quarantine coronavirus time? So me and my teammates and I, we've just been finding anywhere we could get work in. Any, any, any space that we can find, we've been trying to maximize any space just, just to get some work in, some weekly work, because we know once we get back, that's what we're going to have to get back into the routine of. Was it a dream of yours? You know, you grow up in the Bay Area. Was it a dream of yours to play at Cal? Was that the school you wanted? Or is that the school? I mean, obviously it's the Bay, but there's other places to go too. Yeah, the, that that was my dream school. Uh, a lot of the people that I grew up with, that that was, if we were to make it to college, 
in which I was blessed to do, that that's the school we want to go to. Cal has always been, you know, the place to go. And especially with the history of football and the athletes that came through and the fact that with the number one public university is just it's just all icing on the cake. So you got you got that goal, thinking pro career. I'm guessing the Raiders was probably your dream yeah. for that, but now that they're going to be playing at Allegiant Stadium all the way in Vegas, does that change your view on that being a dream come true, or would you still want to, you know, rep silver and black and be part of that? Uh, at this point, you know, especially since I'm so close to, you know, a pro career, I'm I'm just going to be blessed with whoever get, decides to give me an opportunity. If it's the Raiders, great. If it's not, it's still great. Can you tell me a little bit about what it was like to see your teammates, you know, get drafted this year? I mean, you had three guys go. Uh, how awesome was that moment? And how much did it kind of make you realize, like, I can do this, man. I'm right here. I'm right there. So, uh those those couple of days uh, with you know Jalen Hawkins and Ashton Davis and Ev Evan Weaver of course the, the, those are all some, like three people that I'm close to so you know I got on the phone FaceTime we was all jumping and hollering and just everybody was just so happy about it and like you said like I'm seeing brothers that I know make it and you know I'm right I'm right at that doorstep too so I have to take every opportunity and make it count. And, uh, you know, this window is small, so I got I to gotta make it happen. I know you had a really big game against Washington last year. Are you really starting to kind of figure it out? Are you starting to see the game slow down? Are you feeling like you're on the verge of really taking off here next year? Yeah. Uh, you know, that game was one of the best team wins through adversity that I could think of. And I'm just glad that I could contribute to it. And, you know, the game, the game has been slowed down for me. I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, focused on our team, taking it one game at a time and, you know, focus on winning every single game and whatever that takes, you know, I'm willing to do for the team. I want to go back uh, a couple questions. We were talking about the NFL draft and you mentioned Jalen, his video on Twitter of when he got signed to the Falcons. Did you see that his reaction and the phone call? I mean, what is, <laughs> is that just totally, what'd you think of that moment? That's that's Jalen Hawkins in full definition. That's who he is. That's it, it was a great moment to see, and I'm glad that everybody got to see it because it just shows how much work we put in and finally that coming to fruition. So that was great to see. Um, and then, uh, you know, big game last year going down on the farm. I was there on the field. I was right there when the ax was passed and it was run over the Cal sideline. Can you run me through the memories of that game? And, and obviously, we'd like to do it at home, but it was pretty sweet to do it on the farm, right? Yeah, yeah, that was – that was. Uh, I've never seen anything like that, just everybody rushing the field and just how everybody reacted to us winning. I've never seen so many people with, with those type of emotions. So that was definitely a game that I'll never forget and um, just an experience that, you know, my team created. So that was great. So aside from football and all the community work, it's hard to imagine that you have time for anything else. But during this quarantine, have you had other hobbies or interests or taking up cooking, anything random? Uh, nah, not really. Just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in my routine. You know, I have, I have my workouts, I have my film study and my meetings. And uh, like you said, just, just focus on football, and uh, the fundraiser right now, but, you know, once football comes around, it's, it's time to focus on football. So that's why I've been gearing my mind towards.
just kind of sticking in the same routine so that it's not a huge transition yeah, when it comes exactly. back around. Yeah. Looking at what's going on, I know that Cal, like one of the greatest things about Cal is diversity. It's a very diverse school. It's a very smart school. And I'm curious to see like what kind of stuff that you're thinking of doing or maybe your teammates or with Wilcox or even the team or even in the neighborhood. Like what are you thinking of doing right now just based on everything going on with all the racial inequality, the social injustice and, and everything that just happened with George Floyd? Yeah, so, you know, on that, I just want to tell, you know, all people of color, that, uh, you know, we're not a broken people. You know, there's, there is nothing wrong with us. Whoever thinks that we are a broken people, there's something wrong with them and we need to help them. So that's the main thing that I want to pass along. And as far as my team goes, uh, we're, we're coming up with ideas, uh, especially Coach Wilcox. He, he's been the head of it, coming up with great ideas. So we definitely have something coming. And, you know, that's, that's just what we've been thinking about in – Preaching is just sticking together through all this. Just stay together as one. How hard is it to watch that and then see what's going on right now? Um, I mean, what are you talking to about with with your youth that you mentor as well? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just telling them that you know this this isn't something that's brand new. Um, you know, technology is a great thing nowadays because now everybody can see it. And I'm just preaching to them, just saying, you know, just. Just stick. Just don't don't see color. Don't see race. Just see how somebody's heart works. You know how how they treat you. And I'm just telling them that you know you can do anything that you think of, and as long as you stick to that, you know anything's possible. And I'm just in that corner for whatever questions that they may have or whatever they want to talk about. So I'm just that outlet. Have you seen like an increase in questions, things of that nature coming up from them? Yeah, definitely, definitely the younger ones around. I'll say nine or 10 because, you know, the, the ones that are, you know, five, six, you know, those ages or in high school, those, those, those kids kind of either they don't know what's going on or they've seen it before. So, you know, that around that eight, nine, 10 age, there's definitely a high level of questions. And, you know, I just try to do the best. I don't, I don't have all the answers, you know, but, you know, I tell them, you know, to respect and listen to your elders. You know, get your education, listen to your elders, because, you know, these grown folks know what they're talking about and, you know, listen to them and they'll save your life because they save minds. How do you think football plays a role in this? I mean, you guys have so many guys, you know, 100 guys maybe in the program, whatever it is, and coaching staff and people that are in the program, all different ages, races, backgrounds, whatever it is. It's the ultimate team game to, to get that one goal is to get wins every week. But how do you think that's kind of changed your perspective and maybe made you exactly who you are being a football player? I mean, obviously you do other things, but how it's kind of molded you into the man you are today? Uh, that's, that's exactly why I think football is, you know, the greatest sport. Because uh, there's so many people coming together, you know, and it's just, especially with my team, like you said, it's, we have a, all different races and backgrounds. And, you know, we're such a family, you know, we don't, we don't see any of that. You know, we, we, we raise, you know, awareness and, we support every background that you come from. We want to learn it ourselves. So it's just it's just a really family-oriented, you know, just way of life. And that's why, you know, I love the game of football. And that, that did help me mold as the man I am. Um, you re we referenced Usher. For those that don't maybe know that story, what is the story with Usher and how cool a guy is he? Oh, man, he's, uh, he's a great dude. He's he definitely uh, down, down to earth. Um, 
and just that whole experience, you know, I we had went to a school, uh, I think it was an elementary school in New Orleans, and uh, we were, I was building tennis courts. You know, I had, I had my mama with me, so she she definitely didn't expect anything. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then uh, I seen a whole bunch of cameras coming out. I was like, okay, somebody must be coming. And then I seen Usher, and then uh, my mom was like, Usher's here, Usher's here. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he came, uh, shook his hand. We were talking, just uh, just talking about, you know, the service that I do and that he does and just how to continue to do that and, you know, just kind of spread that to other people that they can do that. They can do that for their hometown or whatever community that they're currently in. You wrote something on Twitter recently that really like jumped out at me about um, a big part of why you do all this is you want the older generations, you know, talking about your mom, talking about your grandma, you want the older community to have peace and not have to worry about what's going to happen in the future generations. Is that like a huge part of the message that you give to your kids or how does that come into play there? Yeah. The kids that you volunteer with. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the older generations, I just want them to finally be at ease, you know, for, for the generations to come because, you know, for years and throughout history, everybody's been fighting for something. So I just want us all to come together, all races. We're all brothers and sisters. I just want us to all come together and, you know, figure out a way to be one. You know, everybody's going to have their differences. Nobody's going to be perfect, but as long as we just try to stick together and be one, that that would make the world just such a better place and that would make us be able to do so many other things that we haven't done before. So that's what I try to preach to them and, you know, that's what I try to do for the older generation. You'd said earlier that, you know, they had saved you too or they had done that for you. So do you have a specific example of just, you know, a powerful moment that maybe your grandma instilled in you or your mom or, or anybody in your family? Uh, I would say that my grandmama told me, she's told me before that a man that's 100 years old can learn something from a baby, just as a baby can learn something from a man that's 100 years old. And that always stuck with me because no matter where you are in life, you can learn something from anybody. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter how they're talking. It doesn't matter about any of that. You can always learn something. You can always open your ears and, you know, open your heart. You know, that's amazing advice. I mean, you're wise beyond your years, especially with that kind of guidance. So uh, how much do you hope to, like, use your platform here going forward? You're getting a really good taste of it right now with the money you're raising and all the things you're doing. But, you know, how powerful are you finding your platform to be? This It, it, it took off much larger than I thought from the start. Um, you know, focusing on this last season with my team and, you know, hopefully I get blessed with the opportunity of playing at the professional level. I know that will give me an even bigger platform to help even more people. But I just want to tell people and show people that it doesn't have to just be me or other people. It can be yourself. So, you know, I want to I want to spread the resources that I have to give to other people so that it can help whoever they want to. And I feel like that will strengthen, you know, the human race, period. How odd uh, and, and difficult or weird was it finishing up school this last 
couple of months, and uh, I was trying to look up and see what you're majoring at, and maybe I missed it somewhere, but what are you majoring in, and how was school the last couple of months in this all craziness? So my major is American Studies with the focus of business and innovation, <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm not really one for technology, so this was all, <laughs> all through me, all, so I had, to, I had to get a lot of help, but you know, like like we talked about before, you know, everybody's starting to kind of get into the routine, but you know, it, it was an adjustment for everybody, the students and the professors. So, you know, luckily that this was my last semester for my bachelor's degree, and now I'm on to trying to get more degrees. But yeah, it, it was definitely uh, one of an adjustment that I'll say. And then there's the football side of it. How are how is technology playing a role in what you guys are able to do and what you've been doing the last couple of months? So, uh, you know, our strength staff is uh, second to none, and they, they've been, you know, pushing out workouts for us to do at home and, you know, just kind of be creative with the workouts. If you don't have weights, you know, find things that you can build or just use with your body weight. So it, it's been an adjustment, but it's definitely been one that is allowing us to stay ahead of the game and stay in our routine of what we were doing before. Is this stuff mandatory or how do they hold you accountable? Is it just, you know, you have to find your own self-motivation to keep up with the workouts? Well, it's, it's not mandatory, but how our team works and thinks, us players take it as mandatory. You know, we, we hold ourselves accountable. The coaches don't really have to do that anymore. That's kind of, you know, the level of thinking that we're at now. So if us players see that somebody isn't working, we'll let you know. You know, we Love had Marquise it. Chris on of the Warriors. Um, Marquise Chris told us that, you know, the Warriors do like Zoom calls just like this, but then they're all working out with trainers in front of the webcams. <laughs> you guys done anything like that? That sounds really weird to me. Actually, um, I heard a couple – well, I know my position group, we've done, uh, you know, like a little morning workouts before we get on the Zoom call. I've heard that other groups have done workouts during the Zoom call just to – you know, kind of compete a little bit, but yeah, we definitely getting creative. Nonetheless, we getting creative. And when we had, uh, we also had Sabrina Unescu on the show, and she said that, you know, when home quarantine started, she had to like find pots and pans and potatoes type yeah. things to like make her own weights. Like, how creative have you really had to be? Uh, I seen I seen some of our players fill backpacks up because they didn't have a squat rack to squat. Uh, Find it, do it. Find a place to do dips on and just push ups, pull ups, sit ups. You no know, old school workouts. You know, we we just trying to do whatever we can just to stay ready. For us non professional athlete types, like what what's like a favorite one or something that that even we could do that you like? To do? <laughs> oh, man, just, man, just the old school push ups, sit ups. You know, you keep you riding, just you know, running or walking. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I've been. Uh, yeah, I've started to do the little, uh, I got to be consistent, but the YouTube uh, yoga workouts, yeah. uh, a lot of home quarantine, different things. But I got to ask you, Casey and I, I don't know if Julianne's attempted, but you attempted to cut her own hair. Have you done anything with your hair or anything crazy like you've learned in this time? Oh, uh, you talk, you, were you asking me? Yeah, I'm, talk, I'm talking to oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's okay. No, nah, uh, actually, I just got my first haircut since this happened. You know, oh, I, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that good with the, the Clippers, so I wasn't gonna take that chance. But yeah, I was, I was looking rough for a minute. I was looking rough. <laughs> I'm there right now. I need it bad. I'm, I'm just struggling over here. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. We were, uh, we've obviously covered the Niners a lot lately. They made the Super Bowl run. And one of the things I noticed, especially between the wide receiver group and the linebackers, was like who had the most swag on the Cal football team? Do the running back, does the running back room have the most swag? Or who's the swaggiest group on, that, uh, on your team? As far as appearance or just mentality? Uh, well, well, tell me both. Uh, I feel mentality-wise, uh, I think we up there. But as far as appearance, I give it to the DBs for sure. Okay. The DBs and uh, just just that you know they try to you know try to look good. They play good. You look good. You feel good. You play good. So <laughs> then then the D line. The D line will throw you off. The D line will uh, try to try to put on some, make them look good. But you know as long as they as long as they doing their jobs and everything, that's all the coaches care about. Julia. Do you have any uh, any swag that you do? Anything special you do to your uniform? Uh, nah, I'll put on some arm sleeves or something, but that, that's really it. I'm, I'm kind of old school with it. Well, let's talk a little bit about the team because, you know, you guys definitely made some serious strides. Obviously, getting the axe back was huge. Uh, so what are you kind of most excited about this season? Because I, I really feel like Cal's ready to take another step in the right direction here. I'm just excited about the chemistry. Uh, the chemistry that we built over these years and the fact that we have most of the team back. You know, we have, a, we have a lot of seniors on the team, so we understand what type of year this is for us, but the team mostly, uh, as far as the leadership goes. So we're just excited about, you know, the coaches and how much time we're all putting in. We're excited about everybody taking it dead serious, and we're just, we're just ready to play at this point. We know the preparation uh, is still going to be, you know, very, very needed. And that's, that's what we've been trying to do the best that we can. We've been trying to do that mentally and physically with what's our circumstances. So Probably under the radar externally, but not for you guys. But, like, adding Bill Musgrave is a pretty big thing too. Yeah, I, I, lo I love Coach Musgrave. Uh, everything that he brings, he brings that professional mindset. And he's definitely given us an edge with uh, the playbook that we have. Um, and, you know, we're just – as an office, we're just excited for him to start calling plays. And that's why we all have been taking the extra time that's needed to, to really get down this playbook and understand every single role that we have. Have you given much thought to what this season potentially be like if you have no fans? Because college football is one of those things, and I imagine that you get a lot of energy from the band, the crowd, the energy that's in a football on a Saturday or whatever day you play. Have you given any thought to that and what it might be like? Yeah, it's definitely going to be different. It's going to be uh, your team versus our team, and that's it. We're going to line it up. But the atmosphere, that definitely plays a part. So I couldn't even imagine how that would feel for a real actual game that's not practice. Uh, I want to go back to Laney College for a second because you had a great career at Laney. And just a little bit about, like, what that program did for you. It's, I've been to a few games there. I have family that plays there, so it's a little near and dear for me, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Laney, uh, they, gave, they gave me my opportunity to, to show what I was worth. I made enough noise for Cal to hear. And, uh, you know, they, they, they definitely have a spot in my heart always. And, um, you know, a lot of people that I met there, you know, they'll, they'll be in my life forever as family. And uh, it, was, it was definitely an experience that I'll never forget. 
our last one for me before we go, but like you mentioned earlier on, you know, you had Damian Lillard, you have Marshawn Lynch, you got guys like Ricky Henderson, like who are some of your favorite or your most favorite Oakland athlete all time? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, I'll have to say all of them. I can't sing a loud one. I have to say all of them. <laughs> a lot of good choices. Yeah, all of them, you know, it's all love and respect, so all of them. All right, Marcel, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you're up there on that Oakland Mount Rushmore when we all done talking about everything here. Now, if you want to plug, you plug your GoFundMe one more time, we'll put it up on the screen. We want to make sure that people donate because it's really cool that you're going to up it from 10000 to 20000 and hopefully as many people as possible get to benefit from getting that food. Yeah, so my GoFundMe is on my Twitter, at Mufasa23x. It's on my Instagram, at Mufasa23x, and also my LinkedIn, at Marcel Dancy. I would handle uh, though. But what, is, what does that mean, Mufasa23x? Uh, just uh, Lion King is my favorite movie. So oh. I've, always, I've always been into animals, and, you know, lions is, you know, my thing. Nice. Yeah. Disney, man, we love it. We're uh Hey man. Child you got Disney Plus going on? <laughs> man, I gotta get I gotta get somebody's account. I gotta I gotta find it. <laughs> we'll have to talk offline then, man. Alright, Marcel, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Alright, I truly appreciate you guys. Thank you. With authority.